Blog Talk Radio.
And now, Voices of the True Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. Yahweh. Radio. Top part of the Sabbath day. Worldwide international radio broadcast, top part of Saturday, if not on the air. I'll be your host for the top part of Saturday. My name, your fear, Israel. Oh, see, Royal. This is the day that the Almighty have made for me and you. So this is the day been set out been what's called isolated for the children of Israel for the promise they made back in the day. Top part of the Saturday. Uh, we got a memo here. It'll be a few minutes late, so um, we're going to check and see who's coming on stage for the next episode, and we'll find out who who want to get in where they've been in there on top part of the Saturday. And let's see. Is this, is this Brother Joe right here? Is this Brother Joe? Let me find out his Brother Joe here. Brother Joe. Brother Joe. Yaqua Bitch, I see right. Yaqua Bless D. See Israel, see Royal. See Israel, oh, see Royal. All right. So, um, Brother Joe, um, top part of Saturday, this day that Almighty have made. For me and you, so um, we'll just forget a few things going on before the elders get in. He'll tell you all about the broadcast in a few more minutes. But I don't see no reason why we can't get nothing going on until he uh, pop into the room on the stage. So now, um, Brother Joe, uh, if you look down at this, Luke chapter 12, verse 12, Let's see what that's saying, uh, Brother Joe. Let's see, let's see what gets something going on on the top part of Saturday. Remember, call for details, 224-600-5579. And where you located within 70 miles, we'll tell you. And you get in where you've been in at because this is the day Almighty are made. So, um, Brother Joe, we look at Luke 12, verse 12. Let's see if we can get something going on on the top part of Saturday. Come on. Luke chapter 12, verse 12, and it reads, For the righteous spirit shall teach you in the same hour what ye ought to say. Uh-huh. So the righteous spirit is teaching that very same hour, Brucho, what you ought to say. Okay, well then, um, let's look at a verse. Brother Job over there in um, 
Isaiah 58, but Joe. Let's look at what it says, verse 12 down to verse 14 on top of the Sabbath day. Let's take a look at Isaiah 58, 12 down to verse 14. But Joe, what's that say that we can read? Isaiah 58, verse 12. 13 and 14. 13 and 14. 13 and 14. Isaiah 58, verse 12. And they that shall be of thee shall build the old waste places. Thou shalt raise up. The, <clears throat> thou shalt raise up the foundations of many generations. And thou shalt be called the re- repairer of the breach, <clears throat> excuse me, the restorer of path to dwell in. Verse 14, verse 13. If thou turn away thy foot from the Sabbath, from doing thy pleasure on my righteous day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the righteous of the Yahweh honorable, and shall honor him, not doing thine own words, nor finding thine own pleasure, nor speaking thine own words. Verse 14. Then shalt thou delight, Thyself in the Yahweh, and I will cause thee to ride upon the high places of the earth and feed thee with the heritage of Israel. Thy father for the mouth of the Yahweh have spoken it. Uh huh. So what we're going to find out on the way to find out something. The Sabbath day, sundown Friday, sundown Saturday is very important. He says, if you are on the Sabbath day, whatever you got going on, he said, you put that to the side. And honor him. I don't care what you got going on. Get the Saturday out the way and honor him. Sundown Friday, sundown Saturday. That's the, the almighty Saturday. He said, don't do your own thing on the Saturday. Take care of his business. If it's temple business, then right on. Let's precept that, Brother uh, Joe. Let's precept that. In Isaiah 56 there, Brother Joe. Let's precept about this Saturday. Let's get a precept on that. 
by looking at Isaiah 56 there. And we'll pick up verse 1. And we'll reach straight on down to verse number 8. So take your time there, Brother Joe. Live all six locations ready to go. Call for detail 224-600-5579. We had camp one, but two, three, four, five, six. All the camps is ready to go to receive you. Remember one thing. When you visit any of the camps, be prepared to learn something. Don't tell. Don't come in and tell nothing. Come in to hear something and learn something, because we'll get you there. You know that song that got up? If you're ready, come go with me. Yeah. That's, that's how we rule in the Sixth of Army Camp. So now, in Isaiah 56 there, Brother Joe, what it says in 1 down to verse 8, take your time and, and, and get in that microphone and bring out a little more spirit in your reading there. Come on. Isaiah 56, verse 1. Thus says the Keep ye judgment. And do justice for my salvation is near to come, and my righteousness to be revealed. Verse 2. Blessed is the man that doeth this, and the son of man that lay hold on to it. They lay hold on to, to on it that keepeth the Sabbath from polluting it and keepeth his hand from doing any evil. Verse 3. Neither let the son of the stranger that hath joined himself to the Yahweh speak, saying, The Yahweh hath utterly separated me from this people. Neither let the eunuch say, Behold, I am a dry free. Verse 8. For thus saith the Yahweh, Unto the eunuchs that keep my Sabbath and choose the things that please me and take hold of my covenant. Verse 5. Even unto them will I give in mine house and within my wall, they place, and they name better than the of sons and of daughters. I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. Verse 6. Also, the sons of the stranger that join themselves to the Yahweh, to serve him, and to love the name of the Yahweh, to be his servants, 
everyone that keep it the Sabbath from polluting it and shall hold on my servant, my covenant. Verse 7. Even them will I bring to my righteous mountain and make them joyful in mine house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices shall be accepted upon thine altar, upon upon mine altar, for mine house shall be called an house of prayer for all people. Verse 8, the Yahweh, Yahweh, which gathereth the outcasts of Israel, saying, that will I gather until, that will I gather others to him, besides those that I are gathered unto him. Verse 9. All ye be of the field. That's it. That's it. That's it. Verse 8. That's it. Um, make sure you write the verse down there. But, Joe, you know, we're going to verse 8. So now we find out that everybody have opportunity to come in the kingdom. But he, but he got the stipulations there. He said, yeah, these all nations can come, but they can't come as they, as, as you are. You got to, according to what Brother Job just got to read, you got to uh, love the name. Hallelujah. And you got to that day. He said, the you just can't come as you are. You got to love the name. Because if you love the name, then you understand you're in line for salvation. So that is a there. So, um, Brother Joe just got you dropping the bombshell down. And matter of fact, I got to hear one of them verses one more time now, Brother Joe. So, I give you a chance to get your paperwork, make sure you got the paperwork to just decide your book. Because you said some, some final statements. And I want to look at verse 4 and verse number 8 again there, Brother Joe. So, in Isaiah 56, can you all, uh, for the national audience, look at, uh, uh, can you bring, bring some zeal on verse 4 and verse 8? Out of Isaiah 56. Yeah, come on there, Brett Joe. Isaiah 56, verse 4. For thus says the Yahweh unto the eunuch that keep my Sabbath and choose the things that please me and take hold of my covenant. Hold on, hold on, Brett Joe, before you read verse 8. So you tell me. Keeping the Sabbath is part of his covenant? Yes. Yes, he right? The covenant is you keeping the law. And the law is the covenant. If you keeping the covenant, that means you keeping the Sabbath day. Sundown Friday, sundown 
said it. He said, that pleases him. So now this is the guy that got all the power. He said, you know how you want to, if you want to please me, he said, please me by keeping my Sabbath day, because that is my covenant. Verse 8, Brother Joe, what is it saying, Brother 8? Verse 8, the Yahweh, Yahweh, which gathered the outcasts of Israel, say, yet will I gather others to him beside those that are gathered unto him. Uh-huh. So he'll gather others. But now in First John, Brother Joe, and first, so he's saying what pleases him is you keeping that Sabbath day. That pleases them. So now in First John chapter three, there, Brother Joe, help the old seer out in verse twenty-two. Let's get a a precept because when you pleasing him, then he then he got something written for you. And what is that in First John on the right side of the book, in the back of the book, at three twenty-two? Hey, brother Joe, what it says in First John three twenty-two says you okay. keeping the Sabbath day, you're pleasing Him. So now, what do you got written in First John three twenty-two? That brother Joe, take a deep breath before you start, brother Joe. You know, then take off, take a deep breath, and take your time, and we got plenty of time. Hold, hold on, that brother Joe. Hey, Brother Joe, hold on, and Mark Winnell will say, always pause it. Take a deep breath where you can come out uh, smoking right in the word of yeah. Yahweh. So take a deep breath, take your time, and deliver me 322 of 1 John there. Come on. 1 John 322, and it reads, And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him. Because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. So what pleasing in the Almighty's sight is you keeping the law? So now if you now if you don't learn nothing else, but probably we all learn a whole lot more. But when we keep the law of the Bible, we please in him. So those is not keeping the law, you're not pleasing him. But he always leaves room for you to do something that we can read in Acts 3.19. He got a window open, Brother Joe. He said, now, he got a window open in 3.19 of a book called Acts. He got a window open, Brother Joe. What he says in 3.19, since the door is open now, but what he well, but what's the stipulation in Acts three nineteen? Take your time there, brother Joe. What is that three nineteen? I'm ready to Acts chapter three, verse nineteen. What what do that say? I mean, you know, we've been taught all our life we can come as we are. Okay, good. We want to examine can you come as you are by looking at this is how you come to him. And 319, the book of Acts. What is that, that's what I do. Acts 319. And they read, repent, there we therefore. Repent ye therefore, and be 
converted, that your sins may be blotted out. When the time of refreshment shall come. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. We just can't. We just can't come. Hold on, there, bud, Joe. We just can't come. As we are, the first thing we got to do is repent. We got to repent. Yeah, well, um, I've been pretty low down, Yahweh. I'm going to repent. Okay, good. But it ain't for one people's own record. It's not going to repent. It's going to take it all the way. So if you tie it in with them, they're going to take it all the way in. They, see, Yahweh open up what's called repentance. Once you find out that you is in error and you know you're going the wrong way, he leaves the door open for you to repent. Now, once you repent, then he, then he makes it plain in St. John 5, 14 now, Brother Joe. Hey, Brother Joe, now once you do the Acts 3, 19, now, take your paper, Brother Joe, but write on your paper, St. John 5, 14. Then look down your paper, just in case the old seal keep talking for another minute. But you're looking right at what, he, what the seal said go to in 5, 14. Now, listen, we don't, we, we don't repent. Well, I'm wrong. I'm low down. What can I do? I repent. Then let's see what we got written in St. John 5, 14. What is that, Brother Joe? St. John 5.14, and it reads, Afterwards, Yahweh finding him in the temple and said unto him, Behold, thou art made whole. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come unto thee. You hear man say, once you find out that you're wrong, and you, you repented for being wrong. He said, okay, I got you. Sin no more. Unless the worst thing come upon you. That see that? But well, there it is. See, once you repent, that means you want Yahweh to forgive you for everything. Let me, let me, let me get a push up on that. Now, you want Yahweh to forgive you for everything that's what? Now, now, see, this is one of the nothing fit up. The right of spirit preaching your precept. Now, we're going to Proverbs there, Brother Joe. I mean, we're going to um, decrease that. See, now, 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 this is, here go the game changer. When the right of spirit kick in, he said, yeah, now, see, you, now, you are made of a final statement. Now, you want him to forgive you. But what do I got written in my Bible that you are forgive up? Now, we're going to find out, Brother Joe, by going into the book called Ecclesiastes, or Proverbs. We want to find out, well, what can we read? I'm taking those too, Brother Joe. So now, we want to find out now what he says in 3.15. Let's see, in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 15. Now, remember, we have done the Acts 3.19. Oh, Yahweh, I'm sorry. 
I didn't know I was doing the wrong day. I thought I, I was raised up a Catholic. I've been going and up under the, the Pope ministry, Christianity, all my life. I didn't know Sunday was the wrong day. I didn't know that his name is four letters. I thought his name was Lord God Jesus Christ. I didn't know that. I didn't know none of that. But now I know. Okay. Did he say, okay, you know now? Yeah. Then repent. Then, okay, now once you repent, then, now watch what Job reads, 3.15 of the book of Ecclesiastes. Now here go your precept. 3.15, come on, brother Job. Ecclesiastes 3.15, and it reads. Take care of something that you remember that movie called The Ecstasy. 
And when that uh, Catholic uh, bishop, he pulled out a cross in his hand, and he pulled that cross in his hand, that young girl looked at him in that cross and got the tan up him and that crowd. So we're going <laughs> to take a look at some of that along the way. Let's look at Matthew's 12, Brother Joe. Write down 46 through 50 and take a deep breath and deliver the knockout blow in Matthew's 12, 46 down to verse 50. What is that, Brother Joe? Matthew's 12, 46 to verse 50. And it reads, Matthew chapter 12, verse 46. While he yet talked to the people, behold, his mother and his brethren stood without, desiring to speak with him. 47. Then one said unto him, Behold, thy mother and thy brethren stand without, desiring to speak with thee. Verse 48. But he answered and said unto him, and told him, Who is my mother? And who are my brethren? Verse 49. And he stretched, he stretched forth his hand toward his disciples and said, Behold, my mother and my brethren. Verse 50. For whosoever shall do the will of my Father, which is in heaven, the same is my brother and sister and mother. Hallelujah. Wow. Yeah. So... So that bloodline ain't going to cut it. See, when you repent, that bloodline thing ain't going to cut it. See, Yahweh, he, um, he says in First Peter 2 there, but Joe, in verse 21 and 22, 1 Peter chapter 2, what do we say that we can read? First Peter chapter 2, verse 21 and 22. Still still taking notes and, and he he he's rolling according to what the mental spirit get over fear. Cause when we be saying Luke twelve or twelve, we just not saying it to be to be pretty or think we own something. No, no, no. We saying Yahweh the Son, you dictate the lessons that you want on the top part of the Sabbath day. We'll play it by what you got to say. So in first John two Verse 21 and 22, Brother Joe. We got plenty of time, Brother Joe. So take the time and look at that verse, 1 John 2, 21 and 22, and come on. First Peter, right? Yeah. First Peter, chapter 2, verse 21 and 22. And it reads, Verse 3, chapter 2, verse 21. For even it took unto were ye called 
because Yahweh also suffered for us, leaving us an example. And he should not, and he should follow his steps. Verse 22. Who did no sin? Neither was God found in his mouth.
What can we read, Brother Joe? Come on. Proverbs, chapter 24, verse 16. And it reads, Proverbs, chapter 24, verse 16. For a just man falleth seven times and rises up again. But the wicked shall fall into mischief. Yeah. So you see, a deaf man or a woman going to fall seven times. Seven is complete. He'll knock you down. Then all of a sudden he'll remember, if you just, you got to be knocked down. He'll knock you down. But if you just, you know you ain't coming around with his word, and you just, don't worry. Yahweh gonna get you up. See, that's the key. Yahweh gonna get you up. I don't care what the doctors say. The doctors can say you ain't got but this such a time. Yeah, that's the doctors say that. But what do the Bible say, Mister Doctor? We know you and your signs and your medicine will say one thing, but we know what the Bible say. If you just in Yahweh, he'll get you up. So that's what he says. So now, who you going to believe? Matter of fact, let's get a preach up on that, uh, Brother Joe. Let's go to Psalm 30, verse 2. We're going to preach up that, Brother Joe. We're going to look at Psalm 30, verse number 2. See, can we preach up that? What is saying 30, verse 2 of Psalm? I'm running there now. Psalms 30, uh-huh. verse 2, read. Yeah, well, yeah. Hey, Joe, uh, hey, Brother Joe, we got plenty of time. And, uh, you know, you know, one thing about the national audience, I'm looking at them saying, we know he's, uh, Brother Joe is struggling. We got patience with him. Make sure you write down your verse first. Then turn to it, so you know, what you, you know what's going on. And, and right. the, more you, the more you practice, the more you do the 2640, uh, Matthew, then all of a sudden you you be all right. The national audience they understand that you are uh, that you struggling. But <laughs> take your time and look at Psalm uh, thirty verse two. Take your time and look at thirty verse two. I cried unto thee, and thou hast healed me. Hmm. Well, see, you, you, you talked over the fear. You didn't take a deep breath because the national they want you to read it real good, but they can hear. Remember, we on a broadcast not for ourselves. We on a broadcast for them. So now once I get you talking, you just pause for a minute, take a deep breath, and kick off. Now give me that 30 verse 2 again there, Brother Joe. Once you hear those fear not talking, then take a deep breath and give me Psalm 30 verse 2. Come on. Psalms 30, verse 2, and it reads, O Yahweh, my Yahweh, I cried unto thee, and thou hast healed me. Ain't that something? You hear that? Let me just so now, remember that the angel is telling David how this healing business goes. He said, now, 
if, if you're looking for this healing business, you got to cry not to the Pope, not to a confession booth. You got to cry to Y-A-W-H. Because he the one that got healing. Matter of fact, he got healing well. Now, here goes now. Look at that. Look how the right spirit kick in. Yeah, fear. Your mind will show where he got healing at. Now, so now we, now, now a found verse you read by Job. So now we know who we supposed to cry to. And remember, we're going to precept that to Isaiah a little bit later. We're going to get a case in point. But right now we're going to Malachi. He says in Psalm 30, verse 2, Yahweh, my Yahweh, I cried unto thee, you, and thou healest me. That's big. That's big talk. So now, Brother Joe, we're gonna we're gonna precept that, Brother Joe, to Malachi, because we want to find out what, where is this healing at. We want to find out where is this healing at. See, this is the. See, this is one of the greatest mystery in teaching. When you get it right with Yahweh, you just open your mouth and you take it from now. Here's the small seal board will tell you what verse to put on Jacob for this lesson. So in the book of Malachi, Brother Joe, we want to find out where it's healing is at in Malachi 4, verse 2. Is it, is it, is it, is it, is it. 
In his wings. Okay, all right, Joe. In his wings. Yeah, I got it. In his wings. So the healing is in his his wings. Now, I got to get a case in point. What do you mean by the healing is in his wings? Let's get a case in point, Brother Joe. We're going to get a case in point, Brother Joe. Hold on, Brother Joe. Hold on, Brother Joe. Remember, you got over 900,000 listeners. And we want you to kind of make sure you just all ear. And I tell you, take off, you be ready to go. Now, we want to find out where is this healing at in his wings at, Brother Joe. We're going to Matthew chapter 9. He said healing is in his wings. Let's find out what is he talking about that we can relate to today. Matthew chapter 9, and we'll pick up verse 21 and 22. He said, a healing is in his wings. What that supposed to mean today? Matthew chapter 9, 21 and 22. What that mean according to today that Brother Joe? Matthew chapter 9, verse 21 and 22. And it reads, Matthew chapter 9, verse 21. For she said within herself, if I may but touch his garment, I shall behold. Verse 22. But Yahweh turned him about. And when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And the woman was made whole from that hour. Look at that. So this woman was can spend a lot of money with them um, popes, cardinals, and bishops, and Christians, and wasn't getting nowhere with it. But she said in her mind, I know it's a, it's a guy come past here that got a garment on, and she said, if I can touch his garment, I can be made whole. She said, oh, she had a mind made up. What was on them garments that she knew who to try to get down there and touch? It wasn't his appearance because all of them was of color. So what made, what made her know that she was looking for the right person? What was on that garment that she said, if I can touch that garment, I'll be made whole. Hey, Brother Joe, uh, write down Numbers 15, 37 down to verse 40. Write it down in your paper first. Numbers Number 15. 15. Numbers, uh, hold on. Hold on, Brother Joe. Just keep all ears. Numbers 15, 37 down to verse 40, Brother Joe. And then you be turned to while I keep talking, give you a chance to uh, be turned to Isaiah. 15, 37, down to verse 40. Go to what the woman says. The woman says, 
She said, if I just can touch this garment, in her mind she knows that she will be made whole. What's so important about the garment he had on? Because the Pope wear a garment. The Pope, the Cardinals, the Christians, they all got garments on. So what's so important about the garment that Yahweh had on that is different from what the Pope wear, is different from what the Cardinals wear, and they bishops wear, and uh-huh. the Christians wear? Let's find out what's different that she knows. She wasn't looking for just no any garment. She looking for a garment that had something on that we can read. And Brother Joe get ready to read in the book of number 15, 37 down to verse 40. Come on out, Brother Joe. Numbers 15, 37 down to 40. Numbers 15, verse 37. And the Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, verse 38, Speak unto the children of Israel, and bid them that they make them fringes in the borders of their garments throughout their generations. And that they put upon the fringe of the borders a ribbon of blue. Do that one. All right. Kiri, come on, come on, brother Joe. Look at your, look at your verses now. You got a couple more verses left. And it shall be unto you for a fringe that ye may look. Upon it, and remember all the commandments of the Yahweh. All the commandments of the Yahweh, and do them. And seek ye, seek not after your own mind, in your own eyes. Oh, uh, uh, so you don't wear. So you don't wear the fringes just to show and tell. The fringes is a reminder of the law. The reason you wear the fringes is a reminder of the law. See, a lot of brothers be wearing, sisters be wearing their fringes, but don't know if you ask them why you got fringes on, you can't tell them. It's a reminder of you to keep the law. Is a reminder of you that Yahweh gave you a dress code. The fringes. So the one just one looking for uh, a person that had a garment on. Because the Pope got a garment on. The Cardinals got a garment on. The Christians got garments on. But one thing they don't have on it is fringes. And that's when you know that that's contrary to the Bible. You have a garment on, but if you ain't got fringes on, you just wasting your time. 
because the healing is in the wings of the fringes. So the woman knew if I just can touch them fringes, because she'd seen plenty of uh, the rabbis and the scribes, they had on garments, but they didn't have no more fringes. Because they had fringes on is a reminder of you to keep the law. The Pope don't keep no law. The Pope keeps Sunday. The Pope called him the, the mighty one Jesus, our Lord Jesus Christ. The Pope is a hog eater. He eats all the hog and eat his mouth on. So that's contrary to the Bible. So you see the Pope with his, he got a staff in his hand, but no fringes. Yeah. So now you know the difference between what to look for. The woman knew to look for the one that had the garment on, but with the fringes on it. So now we're going to precept that, Brother Joe. But Joe, we're going to precept that down to Deuteronomy 22, verse 12. So write it down first, that Brother Joe. Write down Deuteronomy 22, 12 first. Then once you get it, you look back at your paper and you take off. Deuteronomy 22, verse 12. So now one of them just wasn't looking for someone had a garment on. Because all the twisted Sunday, and all most majority of the pastors got garments on. But as you notice one thing, you look keep looking down, and you don't see no fringes. Because then you know that is contrary. They doing it after they get to your reading. This is what they doing. They gonna be doing us. They gonna get to that later. But Joe, ten verse one of Saint John. We get to that after this. Well, see, we, we know what they're doing. Well, look what he says in the book of Deuteronomy 22, verse 12. What is that, Brother Joe? Deuteronomy 22, verse 12. And it reads, Deuteronomy 22, verse 12. All right, here we go. Deuteronomy 22, verse 12. And it reads, Oh, boy, here we go. All right, we did it here now. 22, verse 12. Thou shalt make thee fringes upon the four quarters of thy vesture, wherewith thou covereth thyself. Hmm. Uh-huh. So he said, Thou shalt make fringes on the four quarters of your garment. That was best to mean garment. Wherefore you cover yourself. Now one thing about them, they have on garments, the Pope, he got a garment on, he got it all the way down. But if you keep looking at it all the way down, ain't no fringes down on it. So yeah. evidently, that's contrary to the Bible. The Bible, you both ask your Pope, say, Mr. Mr. Pope, I'm going to give you your free will offering and your donation. But why are you not wearing, a, you got your garment <laughs> on, but where are your fringes at? And <laughs> you both be the replacement, called a vicar replacement, 
then, then why are you contrary to what the Bible says? You're going to have fringes on all the way down at the bottom of your garment. But those that's righteous would, would, would spot them fringes, and they come over there and touch them fringes, and they'll get the healers in the wings. Mm. But smoke don't have those fringes on. You know why? Now, 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 brother Joe, let me show you why he why he ain't got no fringes on. Now we're going to St. John 10, 1 and find out why the Pope, the Roman Catholic Church, don't have no fringes on. Now we're going to Romans, I mean St. John 10, 1. Write it down first there, brother Joe, then slide on down. And let's see, when you don't have no fringes on, you might have a garment on, but you ain't got no fringes on. Let's see what it says in St. John 10, 1. Come on there, brother Joe. All right, I'm running now. St. John 10-1. I mean, the, long, the longest I, hold on that, Brother Joe, the longest I talk, while I'm talking, we, we deliberately talking long, but you be turning the pages while I'm talking. See, now, I be talking long for one reason, giving you a chance to be turning yes. pages, and when I do get, when I do say, "Come on, brother Joe, you ready to go?" So I'm the limit yes. talking long. Saint John ten one, what did say that, brother Joe? Saint John ten one, it reads, "Verily, truly, truly, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold." But climbing up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. You see that? So when that poor got that garment on but no fringes on, according to St. John 10, 1, he a thief and a robber. You know, he's there watching got the wrong day, they're doing Sunday, and they got a garment on and no fringes on it. They come up some other way. And when you come up some other way, that makes you a thief and a robber. Yeah, that is right there. Now let's go back and talk a little bit more, Brother Joe. I want to see something was said to Peter. We're going to examine Peter. Peter's going to make a statement, Brother Joe. And Matthew chapter 16 Verse 17 down to verse 19. Now, we're going to see if we catch a cup of feet and, and some robbers. We're going to see if we catch it through a red hand and through the page of this book. We're going to Matthew chapter 16. Write it down, 17 through 19. And while those fear being long with it, you turn into it. You got a yellow marker there? Uh, Brother Joe, put a little yellow marker on what you're doing because... Um, you might see some yellow in your book. You know, that's very important to go back over. So now, in Matthew 16, Brother Joe, what it says in 17 down to verse 19? What it says, Brother Joe? Matthew chapter 16, verse 17 to verse 19. And it reads, 
And Yahweh's son answered, and Yahweh answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon, Berjana, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but thy father, which is in heaven. Verse 18, and I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. Children of Israel. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Ah. Uh-huh. Uh, read verse 16 again, Brother And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Yahweh, the son of the Yahweh, the living Yahweh. Verse 17. And Yahweh answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Bajona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Uh-huh. So now we got the resume of Peter. Peter, now let, let, let's let's uh, show you how powerful Peter is. Now listen, now. We got the resume of Peter. Peter had his teacher was the father. The son said, I didn't tell you nothing, Peter. The father is the one that told you that. So now right there, Yahweh the son said that Peter is going to be directed by the father. That's it. So now, whatever Peter says, we know that the higher power than the son is working with Peter. So now, we want to go and find out something about Peter now. Uh, but Joe, let's find out something about Peter by going to act justified. Let's find out about Peter. Now, remember, we're going to find out on the way of finding out something. Now, Peter, he working, the father is working with Peter. Now, I want to find out what did the father do for Peter? That, that he done for no man, not even his son. Let's see, let's see what he done for Peter. In Acts chapter 5. Acts chapter are, 5. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on now, okay. Joe. Just wait. I'm going to tell you the verses. Then you write it down. I'm going to take my time with you. 
In Acts chapter five, by you cut in on the seal, you might you might mess up my thought, my train of thought by cutting in on the old seal. So in Acts chapter five there, Brother Joe, we wanna look down at verse number twelve down to verse fourteen. Now, let me set the stage up here right now. The psalm said, Hey, Peter, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. I ain't said nothing to you. My Father in heaven is working with you, Peter. Now we go and find out what kind of power did Peter have that we can reach. We're going to Acts chapter 5, verse 12, after verse 14. Let's see what he says. Acts 5, 12 through 14, verse go. Let's get on it. Come on. Acts chapter 5, verse 12 to 14. Take it out of 15. Now, take it out of 15. Hey, brother Joe, take it out of yes. verse 15. 12 out of yes. verse 15. Acts chapter 5, verse 12 to verse 15. And he reads, And by the hand, for the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. Verse 13. And of the rest, there's no Man joined himself to them, but the people magnified them. Verse 14. And believers were the more added to the Yahweh. Multitudes, both of men and women. Verse 15, it's so much that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches that at the least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. Read another verse. Read, read another verse. 16. Read another verse. Verse 16. There came also a multitude out of the cities round about unto Jerusalem being sick folks, and them which were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed, every one. Ain't that something? Yes. You mean, what you just got to read there, Brother Joe? Brother Joe, read verse, verse number 16 again there, Brother Joe. 
Do you know what you just got to do reading that, bro, Joe? Look at, read verse 16 again now, bro, Joe. What is that, bro, Joe? There came also a multitude out of the cities round about unto Yahweh Judah, Jerusalem, being sick folks, and them which were vexed with unclean spirits, and they were healed, every one. Oh, so, so they they won. You mean they were healed, every one of them, by getting to the temple of the outlaws? You mean they had to go to the confession booth and, and tell the poker and tell the and tell a confession man what's going on? No, no, that don't work. No, you ain't had to go to no confession booth. You ain't had to go to no confession booth. All you have to do is believe in you some Yahweh and get to the temple of Yahweh. Now, back up one verse. Now, look what they did. Back up to verse 15. Take your time, Brother Job. You own something. Verse 15. No, you ain't got to go to no confession booth. You ain't got to go and tell no no man of I have sin. And he started talking that talk. No, no, no. It don't work like that. Yeah. That's coming up another way. That's what we just got to read in St. John 10, 1. So those that put any money in a confession booth of the Roman Catholic Church, and you know better now, and you continue to do it, then your sins remain. A confession booth ain't got nothing to do with the Bible. That's a, a fundraiser that Pope Gregory XIII came up with in the 1300s. That's a fundraiser to, to, to get you get your parents from halfway up in heaven all the way up in heaven. That's what it's a fundraiser, <laughs> saving the devil. So if you got to go confess to a man about what you have did, no. That don't work according to the Bible. This is how it works. Now watch your, watch your brother Job deliver the verse in 15 about the power he gave to the children of Israel. Verse 15, come on. Verse 15, the book of Acts, verse 15. And it reads, In so much that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches that at least the shadow of Peter passing by night overshadowed some of them. And healed them. So all you have to do, but not on see, Peter had so much power from the Father. If you got to the temple site and Peter walked past and you got to be if you caught up in his shadow, you were yes. made whole. If you got, if the father put so much power on Peter, that when you got to the meeting place called the temple, when Peter walked past and you got caught up in his shadow, you was made whole because you believed. So, 
Nobody had to go to a confession booth or do a fundraiser. That's from Satan the devil. If you caught up in the Roman Catholic Church and you and you put any time in a confession booth, well, like you said, the WCC, but we didn't know. Well, no, I know you didn't know, but we ain't we ain't said nothing to you. Now, what you mean? What that first said? Okay. Now remember Peter. Now, now remember. So Peter is so important in this Bible. Now we found out that Peter was given special power by the Father. That he had the Son, you have to walk and touch his fringes. But he gave Peter so much power that when Peter came to the temple of Yahweh, all you had to do was get it in shadow and you were here. You see that? Is that what's going yeah. on, Brother Joe? That's what's going on. All right, now we go on over and find out something that Peter said. See, Peter had a lot of power, but nobody talks about Peter's power. They talk about the Pope's power. So what about Peter's power? He said, Peter's the first Pope. That's the biggest lie I ever told. <laughs> Peter, well, been on, he's been on the run ever since another time. He wasn't the first Pope because that was in paganism. So that's another lesson. But Peter going to make a statement. Now, you know Peter was raised, according to Psalm, by the Father. He gave him special gifts that when Peter got to the temple, if you were the believer, all you got to do was just get caught in his shadow. You have to touch his friends. Just get as his shadow was passing by. You was made whole. Is that right, Brother Joe? Yes, sir. In the 11th chapter, verse 14. Let's see what Peter says in the 11th verse 14 of Acts. Now, now watch this now, Peter. Now, so now y'all have much respect for Peter from now on. Now you know Peter was the father was the Peter. He gave Peter special power. He said, Peter, when you get down to the temple of the Yahweh, your garment's going to be, if the people get in the shadow of you, Peter, every last one of them was made ill. But the stipulation was, get to the temple and you have to be a believer. Now look at it says, Acts 11, verse 14. Hey, hey, but Joe, what it says in Acts 11, 14? Acts 11, verse 14, and it reads, Acts chapter 11, verse 14, Who shall tell thee words whereby thou and all thy house shall be saved? Ain't that something? You mean Peter Peter has the power to tell all the people that believe us what for them to be saved? What what do you have to tell them all? Brother Job in level fourteen, Peter told them what? Who shall tell thee words whereby 
thou and all thy house shall be saved. You see that? Well, you see that? Peter, Peter will tell you words. And all your family can be saved. Now, so we go off the way with this. You know, I see where the middle spirit got this going. So you see what makes you say is words. So when you hear anything other than that, then you know that, that it's supposed to be words there. So Peter will tell you words to be, you know what? And and we got the power today to tell you words to be saved. That power will pass on. To tell you words. So what gets you saved? Now read it again. So we go on somewhere where I don't know where we're going with this. I don't know if spirit know where we're going with this. But we want to be clear. To be saved, you got to have what according to 1114? What you got to have in 1114? Uh, right, Joe, again. 1114 of the book of Acts. Who shall tell thee words? Whereby thou and all thy house shall be saved. You see that? Mm-hmm. So you see how you get saved? You got to have words. So you got to be in a ministry to give you words to be saved. Now remember, Peter was ordained by the Father himself. What, what you mean? Look at chapter three, seven. What that verse said again? Um, let's go back to Matthew chapter church, big chapter church, big Timothy Dolan out of New York. One of his members say, "What that verse said again?" Um, let's go back to Matthew sixteen. There. Matthew chapter sixteen. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on now, hold on now. Um, uh, Joe, okay, you, so what you doing? Well, hold on. Now, you, now you're talking over the seer now. You got to wait till the seer get there. He'll tell you again. He'll tell you when to go. It'd be all ears now because I don't want to lose my train of thought. And Matthew 16 now, Brother Joe, when I say go, then you take off. Matthew 16, let's see what Yahweh the Son said in verse 17. Uh, Matthew 16, 17, Brother Joe, come on. Matthew chapter 16, verse 17. And it reads, Matthew chapter 16, verse 17. And Yahweh answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not Revealed it unto thee, but by, but 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 my Father, which is in heaven. You see that? So, so Peter was ordained by the Father. So Peter was ordained by the Father. The Father worked with Peter specially. 
So Peter have to give you words in his days for you to be saved. Didn't we read that eleven fourteen after our joke? Yes, yes, we did. Now, now we going to get a now we going to get an example of Peter giving words that you can be saved. Now we now we going we going to get a precept. Let's go back to the go back to the eleventh chapter of Acts there, Brother Joe. We going back and matter of fact, let's go back to the tenth chapter. So on your paper, you'd be writing Acts chapter 10, okay. and we're going to pick it up at verse number, we're going to make it sound good, we're going to pick it up at verse number 41, and we're going to take it straight down to verse number 46. Let's see what it says there, Brother Job, in Acts chapter 10, verse 41, down to verse 46. Come on. Acts chapter 10, verse 41 to 46. And it reads, Not to all the people, but unto witnesses, chosen before from Yahweh, even to us who did eat and drink with him. After he rose from the dead, 42, and he commanded us to preach unto the people and to testify that it is he which was ordained of Yahweh to be the judge of quick and dead. Hmm. Verse, verse 43. To him Give all the serious witness that through his name, whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. Verse 44. While Peter Yet spake these words, the righteous spirit fell on all them which heard the word. Verse 45. And they of the circumcision which believed, they're astonished as much as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the righteous spirit. Verse 46. 
four and six. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify Yahweh. Then answered Peter. Uh huh. Now, now that's real nice, real nice there. Uh, but Joe got real nice. So, how do you get this righteous spirit? You got to believe. Then Peter got to do what in verse 44? Now, what else got to happen in verse 44? Read verse 44 well, there, Joe. While Peter had spake these words, the righteous spirit fell on all them which heard the word. Ah, so all the way you'll get this righteous spirit. Uh, you got to, and all the way you're going to be saved, what got to happen for you? One more time there, but Job, look at 11, verse 14 again. What got to happen according to, now remember, Peter was ordained by the Father. So the Son said in 17, or the 16th chapter of Matthew, I didn't, I didn't tell you this, Peter. My father in heaven told you this. And we find out in Acts chapter 5, you didn't have to catch Peter's garment to be healed. All you have to believe and be at the temple. And when Peter walked by, his shadow made you whole. Is that what we read so far, Brother Joe? Yes, sir. So now, so all that got to do after that is what in 11.14? Hey, but Joe, so what got to happen after in 11.14? What did it say? Acts 11.14. Acts 11, verse 14. Who shall tell thee words whereby thou and all thy house Shall be saved. Uh huh. So that's what we said, Brother Joe. So if the six anointed camp of forces of the true Israelites, we got to do what and what will happen for you today, according to verse 11. Let's see, let's see, can we take care of Brother Joe? We just, we just uh, let you be astonished on what you read. Let those fear kind of answer the question here. So what we read in Acts chapter 11, verse 14, the voices of the true is like got to give you words and your family shall be saved. And that's what we're doing right now. We're giving you words to show you that if a man goes down before you like the Pope and the card. And all of them, and they ain't got they got the garments on, but they ain't got no fringes on it. That means that that is a fraud. They coming up another way. You both then go to your person and say, wait a minute, that man right there, that pope, he got a garment on, but he ain't got no fringes on it. The healing is in the wings. But Peter had a special gift on him. He was given a gift if you just get in his shadow. You were here. 
Then Peter gave them words for them to be saved. You know what words Peter gave them? We'll find out. Now in 10, verse number 44 there, let's hear it again, Acts 10, 44. Let's see what Peter said again in 10, 44. You won't stop by Joe. Take the time and deliver it. 1044 of Acts, come on. 1044 in the book of Acts. And it reads, while Peter yet spake these words, the righteous spirit fell on all them which heard the word. So, the only way you're going to be saved you got to hear what, Brother Joe, the word. That's why we tell the six anointed camp is so important to understand that this lies in your hands. you got to give these people the word. You've been built up for these days. The only way they're going to make it, they're going to have to hear some words. And what they've been hearing from the Pope and the Christian, Muslim, Judaism, all that will get them thrown in the bottom of the liquor pot. They got to hear these words that you hearing voices of the two Israelites bring to the table. Now, in the, I ain't through with Peter yet, but we find out a whole lot about Peter. But I want to go to Mark chapter 9. Because it was a it was a father standing by. And he was in bad shape. But then I write it down first, Brother Joe. We go on to Mark chapter nine. Verse twenty three down to verse twenty nine. Write it down and I'm gonna be long when it gives you a chance to turn to Mark nine, twenty three, down to twenty nine. So what we gotta learn so far? We don't learn that Peter is not the first poker wrong. That's the biggest lie ever told. Peter was uh-huh. an Israelite from the tribe of Judah. And he talked to the children of Israel. He didn't go dead and dabbing with no poke. Although he got a big statue of Peter, got keys. Listen, Peter was on the run. From, from the point of a verse in the Bible we're not going to take that tonight. So whenever you hear a ministry talking about Peter's the first Pope of Rome, that's the biggest lie ever told. <laughs> Pope Peter taught Israelites. <laughs> How we know he taught Israelites through the Latter-day Saints said. How do you know that we can read and talk Israelites. Well, okay. Let's find out out his own mouth here. That's a good point there. That's a good point. Let's roll what you got there. Now, you know, you, you roll down Mark 9, right. 3 to 29. We got that out the way. But I won't take care of the big dignitaries on how we know Peter taught one group of people. How, how do I know 
Let's go find out. Let's go back to Acts chapter 10 now. Brother Joe. And we're going to find out in Acts chapter 10, verse 24, down to verse number 28. Now we're going to find out did, did Peter teach everybody, like it's all nations, but we're not going to break down all nations. We ain't going to break that down this time. You got to catch another lesson on that. But, let's, but Peter going to talk out his own mouth. Oh, so you will believe. Remember, Peter was instructed by the Father. He was anointed by the Father because the Son said so in Matthew 16, 17. Now, let's see what Peter says in 10... Verse number 24 down to verse 28. Let's see you say that, Brother Joe. Acts 10, 24 down to verse 28. Take the time and, and read a little, little more juice so the national order can really take hold to you trying to do your part in grand style. Acts 10, 24 down to verse 28. Come on. We'll go back. Now, and we're going to 2428. And it reads Acts chapter 10, verse 24. And as Peter was coming in, Cornelius and him. Hold on, hold on, hold on there, hold on there, Brother Joe. Look at verse yeah. 24, real careful. You take right. your time, because you wrote it on your paper. You take your yeah. time, yeah. real careful. You got over 9,000 listening to you. They know you, they know you're struggling. That means they're clear. But I got so many messages. We know you're struggling. But we're going to work with you, Brother Joe, because you, you, you're trying to be all right. So in Acts 10... Verse 24. Take your time and look at the verse real carefully. Acts chapter 10. Verse 24. And the marvel, after they entered into Caesarea, and Cornelius waited for them and had called together his kinsmen and dear friend. Twenty-five. Verse twenty-five. And as Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. Twenty-six. Twenty-six. But Peter took him up Saying, stand up. I myself also am a man. 27. Verse 27. And as he talked with him, he went in and found many that were come together. Verse 28. 28. And he said unto them, Ye know how that it is 
and unlawful thing for a man that is a that is a Israelite to keep company or come unto one of another nation. But Yahweh have shewed me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Mm-hmm. Now little now little Peter say, Cornelius got all his kids off together. Everybody got happy. Everybody was moved. So Peter came in because the Roger Spirit told Peter to get on down there where he was at. And when Peter got in the room, he saw Israelites that was uh, without the covenant. That's what he said, Israelites. He, 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 he induced himself. He said, um, I am from the tribe of Judah. That was the word Jew means. He said, it's unlawful for a man that's from the tribe of Judah to keep company with any other nation. So I let you know right there and now, Peter wasn't teaching no other nation. And they get down the tip, I had no branches on it. And these was all Israelites. But they wasn't, they wasn't properly attired as Israelites. So Peter said, unlawful for a man that which is Judah. That's what he just said. To come in to another nation. So Peter was not teaching no other nation because it was an unlawful thing. But he said, but he has showed me that I should call any man common or unclean. That means the war that was in there, it was time to bring northern kingdom back to the covenant. So Peter get ready to talk to them and tell them how to conduct themselves. He said, you got to pull your pants up. You got to mm-hmm. believe in the one name. You got you to take off them, them three-piece suits and that tight vest and put some garments on and some fringes. And you got to you gotta cry mightily some YHWA. Because he knows yeah. this when it was time to bring in the one that was lost. And then was the Israelite that was lost that had on no fringes, wore no beard, they had no beards on their face. So he looked at he he looked at them all over the place. They had no beard on their face, no fringes on, but they came, and Peter knew then he got to do his job. So he knew it was time to bring in the other nations that were scattered, called Israelites from the northern kingdom, and this is where they was there. Then he will tell them, put your fringes on. Call on the one name. I got to give you words to be saved. And that's mm. the same thing going with it. The only way the world to understand six anointed counts must give you Bible words for you to be saved. If we don't say nothing to you, you ain't got nothing coming. And there it is right there. We got to give you words because we're going to tell you 
that if you put any money in a confession booth, that is not lawful in the Bible. If you is in the Roman Catholic Church or any Christian church, that is unlawful in Yahweh. Okay? So our job is to show you words to be saved. And that's what we're doing right now. So now what gets you saved is words. So now we clear. So Peter has to do his job, and we ready to do our job. Not as go to act. Yeah. But Joe. So now no accident at Almighty Yahweh. But tell you what, before we go I wanna to go to now you know you already got you already got it written down what, but you already got what written down already, but but Joe, you got my mom nine twenty three to twenty nine written down. But Joe Yes sir. Yes sir. Okay, good. All right, good. Yeah, but I want to go, I'm going to come back to that. I want to run to Isaiah for a minute. I want to get a, a case in point. I want to run the book of Isaiah, Brother Job. I want to get a case in point there, Brother Job. Okay, we're going to the book of Isaiah. Well, well, hold on there, Brother Job. Don't, don't cut in on those figures. Okay. You're going to make me get stuck. So listen real right. good. We're going to act, and we want to get a a second witness on how this how this thing. Because a lot of people think you're supposed to be running to some Roman Catholic Church or Latter Day Saints <laughs> or the, the WCC World Council Churches. No, it don't work like that. We're showing you rename is wrong because they're learning on the wrong, but they got to make a decision one day. To come clean. That's why we tell you it's so important to contribute for the land, school, back with all the radio stations. But well, it's gonna happen. But we try to, but we trying to get the teachers in order to know what to, to teach on, not on appearance but the Bible. Now let me get another case in point. We go on to find out in the thirty eighth chapter there, Brother Joe, about Hezekiah. We want to find out how did he get Healed. We're going to find out how did he get healed in the 38th chapter. We're going to find out how did he get healed. Acts 38, 1 down to verse 5. Take the time, uh, Brother Joe, you're something, and I'm getting very happy with you because you all live and you're writing your verses down. So 38 of Isaiah 1 down to verse 5. Take the time and Let's get a precept on what, what we're talking about. Isaiah 38, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Wait. Come on, Brad Joe. Isaiah 38, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Okay, and it reads Isaiah 38, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. All right, I'm almost there. 38, here we go. One, two, three, four, and five. Isaiah 38, verse 1. In those days was Hezekiah sick unto death. And Isaiah 
the seer, the son of Amar, came unto him and said unto him, Thus said the Yahweh, Set thine house in order. Yeah. Thou shall die and not live. Verse 2. Then Hezekiah turned his face toward the wall and prayed unto the Yahweh. Verse 3, and said, Remember now, O Yahweh, I beseech thee how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect mind. Yeah. And have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah well sore. Verse number four. Then came the word of the Yahweh to Isaiah, saying, Verse five. Go and say to Hezekiah, Thus said the Yahweh, the Yahweh of David. Thy father, I have heard thy prayer. I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will add unto thy days fifteen years. So you mean that he has to get up and go to a confession room? No. No, that's crazy. No. <laughs> when you already what you got to do, and Psalm 30 verse 2 says, no, you ain't got to go to no confession group. You ain't got to tell old man what you have to do. You know, that is from pain the devil. I got to go to a confession group to tell what you've done my son. No, it don't work like that. So now you find out how to get words to be saved. If you're genuine, you'll follow the top part of the Saturday. Peter had special gifts from Yahweh. So whatever Peter said, you can be all here. Hezekiah knew when the seer told him, get your family in order. Yahweh is ready to kill you. Did he get up and run your confession room? No. He turned his head to the wall and prayed to Y.H.W.A. the tears. Then Yahweh did not answer him. He don't answer him. He answered the fear. The fear was satisfied. He said, now you go tell Hezekiah, I have See your tears. You say you've been walking perfect before me. Perfect man, you keep my law. Well, you check with the angel and make sure. Yes, he keeps my law. Then he said, 
to fear, you go and tell that king of Israel, 15 oh. years ago, I'm going to go to the for him. In that very hour, he was back on the stage, skinning and running, because he knew what Psalms 30, verse 2 says. Hey, my dude, what you say verse 2 says? Verse 2, Psalms verse, verse 30, verse 2. Oh, Yaqua, my Yaqua. I cried unto thee, and thou hast healed me. So, you see, Hezekiah knew something, didn't he? What did he know? He knew 300 years prior to that, David was in trouble. And he said, if it works for David, it'll work for me. And I'm going to tell you today, if it works for David, if it works for Hezekiah, it'll work for you. So we giving you words to be saved. Not telling you to break out what he called Dr. Cook. Mm-hmm. He's not called Dr. Cook. You get it right with your mighty woman. That was Hezekiah's disease. Now, we're going to fast forward up a thousand years to Mark chapter 9. And this is the time, that is a thousand years later. See, remember, the world tell you, well, we knew Jackson Christian, you don't need to hold it. And that's the case. And this man can come back right here. Uh, see, they were reading the book. On the right side of the book. Mark chapter 9, verse 23, down to verse 29. Brother Joe, Israel, echo on your part. Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9. Write it down. 
He rebuilt it. The Father of the Spirit saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more unto him. Verse 26. And the spirit cried and ripped his sore and came out of him. And he was one dead in so much that many said he is dead. Verse 27. But Yahweh took him by the hand and lifted him up and he arose. Verse 28. And when he was come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could not we cast him out? Verse 29. And he said unto them, This kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. Oh, yeah. That. Oh, yeah. That. A lot of people ask, oh, Why can't we do what we see you do, sir? Because uh, you just came to. Said Luke 12, 12, and think you're going anywhere. It don't work like that. No, you got to, you got to be anointed to do what you see, see or do and what the six anointed camps do. Because, uh, no, you just can't jump out there. That's why you can't do it. It's things you got to do. That's why you got to have words to be saved. You got to understand that the Bible got only one way. And we found out that you got to have words to be saved. And you got to cry to the Yahweh to be saved. Now, read verse 25 again there, um, Brother Joe, because you also have Brother Joe. Now, look at verse 25 one more time. Verse 25, what does it say? Verse 25, and it reads, When Yahweh's son saw that the people came running together, he rebuked. The foul spirit said unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter no more into him. Hey, that's up. You hear that, brother? So them spirits can get in you. And you can, and, and remember what got in him was a foul spirit. So sometimes you see people always grouchy, always murmuring, complaining in the back bite Now you know what got into them. It's fair right here. So, you know, these spirits get into you, uh, Brother Joe. That's why you have to know before the school, banquet hall, land, and banquet hall, radio station, you got to be, you got to be prepared for this thing. And that's why we come on the broadcast humble 
to get you to pay. You got to recognize a spirit that gets on people, and it gets in them because their demeanor would change from the Bible. Because when you got a Yahweh spirit, you have a what kind of spirit in, in Daniel 6, verse 3. Let me show you a difference between the spirits you have, especially from anointed leadership. This is the kind of spirit you have when you're in leadership. We're going to Daniel 6, verse 3, though, but Joe, see, we have to be prepared, and that's what we call this broadcast humble. And we... We do it by Luke 12, 12. And that very same hour, he'll dictate your lesson. And you are knowing the Spirit is on you by the way you conduct yourself. You better precept your Bible. Smooth. We're going to Daniel 6, verse 3 there, Brother Joe. Let's see, let's see yeah. what kind of Spirit you got to have on you. Hold on, Brother Joe. I'm a, when I said go, then you go. You cut the old thing off, he might forget his stuff. He don't tell you uh, when we get to uh, you no know, bumping his gums, he gonna tell you, you know, then you take off. But see, we try to line you up to understand something. We watch everybody from the pages of the book. We know when you prepare to stand before people because the way you conduct yourself, as we know what kind of spirit you have on you. This is the kind of spirit you have on you, even in captivity. Joe, I mean, uh, Daniel 6, 3. Come on now, brother Joe. Daniel 6, 3. Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and the princes because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Yeah. What, what kind of spirit he had on the bunch of excellent spirit. Even in captivity. See, even in captivity, Yahweh uh, put a spirit on the leader that got you in captivity. And he put a spirit on them to, to put Daniel over everybody. That's what they to tell you. See, when you get your Yahweh right, don't worry, he take, he take it in from now. But you got to get your Yahweh right. And how you get your Yahweh right is doing what he got written in his Bible. Now you know how, now you know how important Peter is now. Now you know spirits will get in, in you. Because you see people that be a murmur, bad by the complainer, or come up another way, that's the spirit of Satan the devil in them. So now you know what to look for from the pages of the book. We're giving you words so you can be saved. Now we get a, a second witness there, Brother Joe. We're going to Matthew 12, 42. We want to show you something. Because we want to have you prepared, because sooner or later, the floodgates going to be opened up all over the world, and they're going to come look for the six anointed camps of both of two Israelites. Because we've been commissioned to take care of this business. 
not the Pope, not the Latter Day Saints, not the WCC, brought them to his life. Because remember, they come in our room to hear us. We don't go listen to them because they ain't talking about nothing. They, they <laughs> packed this room to hear boys of the is like. Because we, we know, they know that it ain't but one ministry that is hitting the nail on the head and exposing everybody. Bosses of the two is like. That's why we waiting to see who's going to step up. And how we know when you're stepping up? See, you still there? I guess it was over, Brother Chris. I don't know. It went out so... Uh, it just blinked straight off. What time you have? I have... Uh, the time is on this... I had 942. Yeah. Yeah, that about all. All right, brother. Yaqua, be with you. Yaqua, bless you. Yaqua, be with you. And Yaqua, bless you. Sister Monica, Israel.
right now, Voices of the True Israelites, with your host, the Seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. 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 Well, we back, um, we, we back live on the broadcast, and, um, that was very interesting what happened. And, um, you know, the WCC cut in on the seer and let, let us know who radio broadcast it was. So that was the big delay was about. Because one thing about it, see, that's why we keep telling those in the ministry, you have to learn this word and you got to get it as it unfolds itself. Because you never know when you're going to be cut off or interrupted, but that's the way it goes. That's part of the ball game. So we left off on a, a statement, and we see that WCC said we gonna cut, we gonna cut him off. So he's too talking for the night. But the Yahweh already had a plan, already a second plan already. He had a second plan, and we will continue inside of Camp One. We will continue down that path until the broadcast is over. So that was very interesting. So now we um we live at all six camps. And I forgot the last statement that we made. And that last statement there got the big dignitaries very unhappy with those seals and and cut off um Joe and myself to let me know who radio station is in. So we're gonna see gonna continue for the next 45 minutes to the hour, and we see we got in Cap 1, um, Sister Sarah. So Sister Sarah, with a loud voice, you going to say, Yaqua, be with you. Hallelujah. Well, we, uh, we, we covered a lot of points in this lesson with Brother Joe, and we still got a little more time to put up some points. And um, that was very interesting to share. Very interesting. Now, you want to go back um, to Sarah and pick up on the verse. So we found out we found out about Peter, and we have to give you words to be saved. That, that, that's big talk with them. That's big talk with them. Now, I want to go back and read again. Mark chapter 9, verse 23 out of verse 29. Sister Sarah, what can we read in Mark chapter 9, verse 23 down to verse 29? Mark 9, 23 out of verse 29. Sister Sarah, what does it say? All right. Um, we're reading Mark chapter 9, verse 23. Down to verse 29. Yes, yeah, speak out loud. Okay. And because we got still, the mass noise is still. We, we, we've seen a power play move made by the, the big dignitaries, but we expect that when you deliver that word. So we're reading Mark, Mark chapter 9, verse 23, down to verse 29. Mark chapter 9, verse 23, read, Jesus said to them, Repent and be baptized, 
straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Yahweh, I believe. Tell thou round unbelief. Verse 25. When Yahweh's son saw that the people came running together to the youth of thou spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf are charged thee from out of him, and enter no more into him. Verse 26. And the spirit cried, and ran him sore, came out of him. And he was and he was as one dead, and so much that many said, He is dead. Verse 27. But Yahweh's son took him by the hand, lifted him up, and he arose. Verse 28. And when he was to come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could we not cast him out? Verse 29. And he said unto them, This time they come forth by, by prayer and fast. No. So he said, you got you got some demons out, you got some devils out there getting you. It's gonna take it, it gonna take you out to be more than just um saying Luke twelve twelve. He said this right here, read y'all could do it because this right here takes fast and, and plan to get some of these some of these devils can get into you that you have to fast and pray to get them devils out of you. Because um in Matthew twelve Matthew 12 there, Sister Sarah. We're going to look at 12. Uh, Matthew 12, we'll pick up at verse number 43 down to 45. Matthew chapter 12, verse 43 down to verse 45. All right. Read in the book of Matthew chapter 12. Uh, verse number 43 down to verse 45. Forty-three. Uh-huh. And it reads. What it reads. Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. What you read? What, what, what you read? Matthew chapter 12. Look at it real chapter. Verse 43, 44, and 45. All right. Matthew chapter 12, verse 43 reads, When the unclean spirit is well out of a man, he walks through dry places, he can rest, and shine done. Complainer, liar, 
Satan, everything. Come on back and get in this person. So when Yahweh cleans you up in his word, you're supposed to go forward and don't look back because you're turning to a pillow of salt. So as he gets you all stressed out in his word, always be nervous as a cat or a hot tin wood. You want more, more, more. You don't want to stay where when Satan go back and peep at you and see no growth. He'll, he'll come at you. And he'll come back and you'll be worse than you've ever been before. And how you know when Satan's fear is on you? We're going to first Samuel chapter 16 now, Sister Sarah. We're going to know how when Satan's fear got you. We don't know when Satan's spirit got you. Because remember, we found out in the book of Daniel by Brother Joe that Daniel had an excellent spirit on him. And he was put in a higher position. When you spirit right, Yahweh going to kick it But in 1 Samuel 16, Pick verse 14 now, Sister Sarah, and 15. All right, go to Samuel, chapter 16, verse 14. 1 Samuel, chapter 16, verse 14 and 15. All right, verse 14 reads, But the spirit of Yahweh departed, departed from Paul, yes. and an evil spirit from the Yahweh. Now, now, now watch the one that is in the Bible. The one that kingdom family says. Kingdom be saved. Look what they can look at the Bible and tell them what. Verse 15. And Saul's servant said unto him, Look well, now, an evil spirit from Yahweh shall be. They will recognize it. Something about you ain't right. That need a evil spirit on the ground. Your demeanor, your backbone, murmur, complaining. You start doing things that um, the Bible don't support. You start coming up another way. That's when you are know that by the pages of the book, one of the spirits are jump upon you. And all the way you get it, get it out of you, like Yahweh just told us. But that's a mean devil in that. That's going to take bathroom and plenty. So you got to be word up. And you got to do those of the guy Israel. When you find out you um, um, came to shop, y'all probably get that thing right here. Y'all bless you here. Israel. Oh, Hallelujah, I
John what in verse 24? Verse 24. Who his own self bear our sin. Yeah. And his own body on the tree. On what? On the tree. On the tree. I thought that I thought that it was um, a cross. But Peter said that been instructed by the Father that he wants to see the Son get delivered up on the what? On the tree. Let's, let's see, we run that down a little bit more. Let's go to 5th chapter, verse 29 and 30. Let's run it down a little bit more. We're going to Acts chapter 5, 29 and 30. Let's run it down a little bit more. All right, we're going to the book of Acts. Chapter 5, we're going to pick it up at verse number 29 and verse number 30. Yeah. Going over to the book of Acts. Chapter 25. We're going to pick it up at verse 29 and verse number 30. The book of Acts. Chapter 5. Verse. 
I'm missing something there, young man. Uh, I'm starting on that one. Let me let me see to see where I'm starting at. Uh, I'm I'm struggling on that one, y'all. Huh? Let's see. Uh, where is I'm at? I'm struggling. I need I need to pull that out because I'm going somewhere with it. In the book of Acts, I'm looking for a statement that will tie into what we're saying. Yeah. So, um, in the book of Acts, let me, let, me, let me back up a little bit. Let me back up and come again. For some, um, I'm missing something. And I'm struggling right now, young man, but I'm, I'm missing something. Try that verse in. Now I'm about to see. Oh, make that. 
Galatians 3, verse 13. Galatians 3, 13. All right, well, Galatians chapter 3, verse 13 reads, Yahweh has redeemed us from the presence of the cross. He had made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. Hang on, what? That hangs on a tree. Again. Okay, good. A tree. Now, come on, y'all, line. Let's find what they put in this and Deuteronomy 21, 21, verse 22. Where did they pull in this from? All right. We're going to the book of Deuteronomy. Chapter 21. Uh-huh. Verse 21 and verse 22. Verse 21 reads. Book of Deuteronomy. Chapter 21, verse 21. And all the men of this city shall stone him with stones that he died. So shall you put evil away from among you. Uh-huh.
and at the ninth hour I prayed in my house. And behold, a man stood before me in bright clothes. Uh-huh. 31. And said, Cornelius, your prayer is heard. And your arms, your arms are in your arms are had in remembrance in the sight of Yahweh. Okay, well, well uh, since you started with that word, let's uh, back up a little bit in 10 chapters and let's find out what, what you're talking about and make it a little more plain. 10, 2, and 3. Acts 10, 2, 3. The book of Acts, chapter 10, verse 2 and verse 3. Verse 2 reads, It is not man, and one that feared Yahweh, with all his house, mm-hmm. but gave much alms um, to the people and praised to Yahweh always. Good. So he gave much alms. Um, that means he, he that means much. So otherwise, Cornelius he always contributed to the ministry. That's what he did. He gave he gave much money to the people and prayed to Yahweh all always. So he won. He wasn't, uh, he understood, he understood that you have to put some in to get some out. He understood that. So he said, you did all that, what happened in verse 6 now? All right, the book of Acts, chapter 10, verse number 6, verse 6-3. Six, he lost his one time, a tenant, whose house is by the seaside. He just tell you what you ought to do. Ain't that something? So we found out that uh, now, although he paid his tithe, we will often donate to the ministry, got all that. But now he got to hear something to get to get to get to get to get um the eleventh chapter, verse fourteen, to get him a so eleven fourteen he has to do what? He wanted him some eleven fourteen, what it say? All right, we're going to the book of Acts, chapter eleven, verse number fourteen. Book of Acts, chapter 11, verse 14, you read, Who should tell you words, whereby you and all your house shall be saved. So Peter has to give you what words for your family to be saved. And that's why he keeps telling testimony camps. You got to raise your, your level up because the same blessing is on them, it's on us. For them, for the world to be saved, we got to do what in verse 14? You have to get Verse 14, who should tell you words, whereby you and all your house shall be saved. And all your family shall be saved. We got to get you words. So in the 10th chapter, there, in the 10th chapter, verse 43 and 44, let's go ahead. All right, going back to the book of Acts. We'll read chapter 10, uh-huh. verse 43, 43, 44. Let's go. Well, the book of Acts, chapter 10, verse 43 and 44. 43 reads, To him gave all, to him gave all the seers, which, that through his name, whosoever believed in him, shall receive remission of sin. What is it? 
The True Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name.
Yeah.